Game time is upon us as Boston College is getting set to play Florida State on Saturday. The odds are very stacked against the Eagles, but can they pull off the upset? Mitch and I will have our thoughts on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On BC. This is AJ Black, editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. Today's episode is all about the Knowles and is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. Well, we've been watching the weather. We've been looking at the forecast. It looks like the game's going to start on time, and what right on time here on Friday is Mitch Wolf, staff writer at Eagle Insider. Mitch, how's it going? The weather gods keep giving BC different challenges to mount, and I'm not sure. Hopefully this one they'll actually help BC as opposed to the weather delay last week, which I would say hurt them at, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, Halfley was talking about how they were, and then I get this, like you're playing and you're moving and then all of a sudden you're, you know, sweating through your stuff and have to sit, sit still for a while. And it must, I'm sure that locker room, I'm sure that locker room smelled great. (laughs) Yep. 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 So let's, let's look at today, the the Saturday's game. Um, I keep thinking because last week was a four day week. I keep thinking today is Friday and I feel the same exact way. It's, it's kind of sucks. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, But we have another full day to talk about this, but we're looking at the Knowles. What does BC need to do? I kind of talked about it on yesterday's episode, but I want to hear your thoughts, Mitch. BC wins this game if, and you can say whatever you want here. That's a dangerous thing. Uh, I'll well, say, yeah. well, I'll we say have if, sponsors, so we got to be careful with what. Yeah, we I'll say I'll keep this relatively politically correct. I'll say if Florida State's plane lands in Toronto or. Syracuse or New York or somewhere that isn't Boston, because frankly, I don't really see a path, a a realistic path forward for BC to win this game because, you know, last year, Florida state beat BC was I think 44 to 14 and it was 31, nothing at halftime. And looking at Florida state's roster, I think they've, they're pretty much better at every position group than they were last year. You know, Jordan Travis has, matured even more and gotten better as a passer maybe the running backs are a touch worse but they still have probably one of the best two running back punches in college football they added keon coleman who's been a star they added jaheim bell uh their offensive line has improved um defensive line i mean their whole defense is still really good so i mean they just have the advantage at every positional matchup you can find um so you know, I think if, if you're trying to plot out, the, again, a relatively realistic path, you know, you, you think that the weather plays a role, um, kind of takes the air out of the game. Uh, both teams have to run the ball a lot, which, again, Florida State's very good at that, too. And BC's run defense has been suspect at best. So uh, on the defense, on the defensive side, one thing that I'm looking for is Florida State's going to they don't usually love to put out more than two receivers. They like to mix up their personnel groupings. Um, they like to get two backs in the field. Um, so I think for BC, you're kind of hoping that they continue with that trend um, because 
if they keep putting more wide receivers out there, BC just doesn't have the speed to keep up with them. So when they are in those two wide receiver sets, I imagine that BC is going to roll their coverage toward Keon Coleman, who's been awesome these first few weeks. And the one coverage that I'm looking for is cover. It's called cover one, double Jersey. And essentially it's or cover one, double Jersey number. So essentially it's your, you're playing cover one. So you have one single high safety, you're playing man and you have two defenders covering one receiver. And I know the Patriots have done this a lot. And what they'll do is they'll put their, their second best cornerback and another defensive back on one receiver. And I would think that would be Coleman, the best receiver, and then put your number one corner on the number two wide receiver, because Johnny Wilson had a great year last year. This year, he's kind of been up and down. He's had a few drops. He's had some hands issues. So I think the rain could compound that. So I think if you put Elijah Jones over there and you double Keon Coleman with, say, Alex Washington and Victor Nelson, that might force Florida State to turn to some of their other weapons. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I think BC needs to uh, use heavier personnel so they can run the ball. Um, And also, FSU is a very deep secondary. If If you get them having five or six defensive backs on the field, they're going to have the advantage. So you want to put more tight ends out there, even more running backs. So Florida State has to use their base defense. Their linebackers are good, but their defensive backs are better. Uh, so, you know, you want to see more George Takis and Jeremiah Franklin. Um, in terms of receivers, I think you need to have Ryan O'Keefe and Lewis Bond out there because the other guys have just been too inconsistent. And I feel like Bond and O'Keefe have had better hands. They are good after the catch, and that's what you're going to need. Um and, you know, BC's been able to run the ball well the first two weeks, but those were against a Mac and an FCS team. You know, Florida State, we don't really know about their run defense either because they haven't had to face a team that's like, that's really aggressively running the ball. Um, so, you know, that's that's where BC is the best chance to win because I don't think they're going to be able to win in a shootout with this team. Yeah, I, I was saying on yesterday's episode, they need long, like that drive, that, that first quarter drive they had against Holy Cross mm-hmm. that took, what, like nine minutes off the clock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they need to pray to have some of those that just yeah. keeps Jordan Travis on the bench and just, you know, takes time off the clock, doesn't allow them to run up the score and hope to God that they can, you know, get some points out of things like that. Yeah. I wrote about this in my preview that's coming out tomorrow. And I think when I looked at last year's game, you know, obviously FSU has the kickoff return for a touchdown on BC's next drive, they throw an interception. And then for the next, I think five drives in the first half, uh, they average, I think about, it was like four plays, 10 yards, and about two minutes and 20 seconds for the, each of the next five drives, all of them ending with no points. And if you do that, Florida State's just going to run up the score because, you know, BC's defense might be able to get one stop, but they're not going to be able to get, you know, consecutive stops if they keep having to go back on the field every two and a half minutes. So if you can, you know, keep the first half to you know five possessions or less for both teams combined, then, you know, you can at least, you know, make sure you score, obviously, but then you can reduce the time that Florida State's offense is on the field, and then that'll give your defense time to rest and game plan for the next time they go out there. So, you know, again, a lot of other things have to go right for the for BC. You know, you can't have any turnovers, can't have any really big mental mistakes, penalties. But, you know, there is a path, but it's, it's you know, it's the Doctor Strange from uh, Infinity War meme where there's one path to victory, and it's it's a very slim chance. Yeah, I I, I had said on the other epi- another episode that I, I – I'm worried about Castellanos in this game because you, you, I mean, even just looking at the pictures that I've put up on some of the articles, look at the pocket that he's had. Like yeah. he, he's back there and there's no one in the vicinity of him. He's going to get the first guys in his face in this game. And boy, is he going to get guys in his face? Yeah, um, and, and unlike these last few games, like he's been able to, you know, run around by time. Like he's not with Jared verse chasing after him. He's not going to have that kind of time. 
um, yeah. either in the pocket or out of it, just because he's doesn't like he's he's obviously faster than the, the teams they've played the past two weeks, but he does not have the speed to just purely outrun you know the Florida State defense. And I, I, I set this up as a BC wins, FSU wins. Um, we have about a minute and a half before we have to get to our sponsors, but FSU wins if – go ahead, Mitch. What's, what's the best if, answer? If they show up, uh, you know, they show up, they, you know, are able to throw the ball a lot. I mean, and again, they don't – they probably won't even need to throw the ball a lot. You know, their, their offensive line yeah, still isn't like – Trey Benson win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, basically if you just keep getting the ball to Trey Benson, uh, he destroyed the Eagles last year, and he's he's amazing. He's I, I really love watching him. He's so good. Um, and on defense for them, you know, you kind of want – for them, you want to allow kind of – or create havoc for Castellanos. You kind of want him to be running around because eventually he's going to make a mistake and you have the defensive backs to cover on the back end and limit the chance of explosive passing plays. So uh, before we go uh, to our next, uh, our predictions in a moment, uh, if you want to hear some, uh, me take some real humble pie, you should, you should go check out some of the guest spots I've done this week. I was on uh, a couple podcasts with uh, some FSU guys, but one that I was on yesterday was with Kenny Shaw, who is a wide receiver for BC uh, for FSU in 2013. Um, I don't know if he was on the national champ. I think he was on the national championship team. Um, but he asked <laughs> the host asked me, what was my, what was I expecting from this game? And I, I think that, you know, you know, on an FSU show, they always get guys that are just like either straight laced and just tell you what it is or, um, or a little bit more bravado. The guys trash talk quite a bit on this. And uh, I said, what am I expecting? Pain. And Kenny Shaw fell out of his chair. So it, go check it out. Um, I, I can tell you the name of the podcast. It, it was a good one. Um, but you can find me on there as well. Now on the next uh, uh, segment, we're going to talk about our predictions and how bad do, does, do Mitch and I think it's going to get. You're going to hear what we have to say in just a moment. Now, Every hire you make is incredibly important. And LinkedIn has got you covered. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You got a new business starting up and you're looking for people. I'm telling you folks, LinkedIn's the place to go. They've got everything. All you need to do Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. This is locked on BC. I am your host, AJ black. We are talking predictions now and, uh, there's going to be some dark clouds going over Boston tomorrow as Hurricane Lee hits. Um, and it doesn't look like it's going to hit that bad, but still some wind. But there's a darker cloud over this segment as Mitch and I are going to make our predictions for this game. Um, I'll go first. I'll let Mitch hold his. Um, I, I have stuck with my prediction um, on all the episodes. Ooh, dog's a little angry, huh, Mitch? Yep, sorry about that. I just muted while he did that, but go ahead. Um I've been pre- uh, pretty consistent 
especially now that it looks like the weather may hold off uh, enough that the game's going to probably be fine to, to go off at noon. I think BC does not stack up well against this team at all. I don't think a lot of teams do, but BC, BC, this is the worst place for BC to hit Florida state. I feel like they needed to, they needed to get their crap together for a couple more weeks, you know, get a Syracuse, get a Georgia tech in there, figure some stuff out before they hit a, hit a Florida state to have any chance of pulling off any sort of upset. I just don't see it happening after watching them play sloppily for two straight weeks with penalties and drops. I'm just waiting for the next issue. And my, my, my prediction for issues in this game is going to be miss missed tackles. I think that's the next thing. They've been good with that, but it just seems like something new pops up for BC every week. And against a team that has Trey Benson, Keon Coleman, and all these other stars, I feel like they're going to struggle. I feel like they're going to struggle defensively. And I don't think it's going to be pretty. I have BC losing this game 52 to 14. Oof, that's that's a lot of points. Um, I think for I, I'm gonna predict it's a little closer, and I think that's partially due to the weather is gonna slow down the off. And again, it's not like it's gonna endanger the game, just a good amount of rain and wind. So that'll slow down the offenses a little bit. And I think once it gets up to a pretty wide margin, I think FSU is gonna pull their starters and put it in a lot of their backups. So that'll and that'll hurry the game up. Um, I'm going to go 38 17, but I think that the game, the feel of the game will, it'll feel a lot worse than that. And I agree with you on the tackling BC has been pretty good so far this season, but when you're running around in the rain, that just makes it harder. I imagine BC's defenders will, or they should ditch the gloves uh, that should maybe help tackling a little bit. Um, fumbles could also be an issue. You know, BC had three fumbles against Holy Cross. They were lucky and fell on all of them. Uh, they might not get so lucky against Florida state. And again, the rain should introduce some chaos. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go 38-17, but again, I don't, I don't think it's particularly close. Um, before we move on to our next segment, do you mind pulling up this one comment we have? I want to talk yep. about this for a second. How long so, do you... Pre- go ahead, you can say it. How long do you predict that the, 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 the quote, handy quarterback will be on the team before he is gone? I've watched a lot of football and never seen such an on-field act. Still can't believe it was unpunished. So this guy's name is Football Fan, and... Sir, I think you're going to need to change your name because I've probably been watching football for shorter than you have. And I've seen plenty of acts on the field that are equal to or worse than that. I mean, have you not seen Beast Quake where anytime Marshawn Lynch broke off a big run, he jumped the end zone and grabbed his crotch? Uh, the defensive back from Tennessee that flipped off any any time a football player flips off the crowd. Um, ben Bulware hit the linebacker for Clemson, sticking his finger where the sun don't shine to any player he could. I mean... I, that's enough because that's just like five examples off the top of my head. So, you know, again, I, I, it was obviously stupid. It was dumb. He shouldn't have done it. The kid's a 19, 20 year old kid, 19, 20 year old kids do stupid stuff. It, I, I, I agree that he should be punished and he shouldn't like should sit a series or something, but let's pump the brakes in the hyperbole here a little bit, which honestly, I think, I think all the BC community and people on our board need to pump the brakes in the hyperbole a little bit because it's a long season. We're in week three. This game is going to be bad. We, we, we agree that it's going to be a blowout let's let's not double penalize this team for losing a game that we all expected them to lose going into the season. So let's, you know, take this game for what it is. We're still around the season. Let's, you know, let's not jump off the bridge before we have to. NFL. They says, Mitch, would you like to give him some college? I just, yeah. I just said the Tennessee defensive back who flipped off the crowd. And also the NFL are grown men. So it, theoretically they should have even less excuse to be doing it. Um, uh, let me see. Johnny Manziel. I mean, not he didn't. Wait, I mean, no, uh, Baker, Baker, Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield grabbing his crotch at the Kansas sideline. Same exact thing. 
Yep. Like, so come on. It, it's he's 18. This stuff happens. Halfway's gonna hopefully they're gonna bite this in the bud. Um, I on our board, if you're not a board member at Eagle Insider, I'm telling you, you should go sign up. Um, someone posted and I thought it was the greatest comment. It was something like BC fans need to stop acting like the Von Traps from Sound Music and and just like it's it was stupid. Let it go and stop like clutching your pearls. <laughs> Um, it's football. It's, this is a dirty game, and he went over the board. It, it happened, right, Mitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we all agree it happened. We all agree it was stupid. We, you know, I'm sure there was some kind of internal punishment that we don't know about. I mean, and again, I think most of us would agree that maybe he should sit for a series. We don't know if that is going to happen yet. It probably won't. Um, and you know, you can disagree with that for all you want, but I mean, it, it is what it is. We have to move on, and you know, care about more important things. Honestly. Yep. And support your quarterback. So anyways, yeah. we'll be back in just a moment with our picks of the week. I, I had a better week this last week and I'm catching up to Mitch, but Mitch still has a big lead. And we're going to tell talk about our college football picks in just a moment. Now, FanDuel is the place to go if you want to make your sports wagers this this season. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. I went in and right now the Eagles are playing the Vikings and I have a little wager on Justin Jefferson scoring a touchdown. Uh, now I can watch it. It's so easy. I went in found my bet, made it, and hopefully I win. I'm not winning right now, but it's still a lot of football to go. Hey, I hate to tell you this, but he lost a fumble out of the end zone. So it was a touchback Eagles ball right before we started. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. And now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. This is Locked on BC. I'm AJ Black, and I'm with here with Mitch. And... Both of us have our picks. Mitch, you have them covering, right? Was that? I think I do. Impl- I think I do implicitly. Um, I guess for the sake of the picks, we'll we'll say that I am picking them to cover, but I, I don't feel comfortable about it at all. <laughs> and I don't have them covering at all. No, I don't even have them close. And over under, I don't have. I have way over, and you had it over too, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the over the over under from from Bet Online is forty seven and a half. Um, and it looked that uh, sorry, FanDuel, sorry, and um, yeah, I that that's really looking at BC as if they're not going to score. I'm I mean, thirty-seven so. to ten could be a very possible score as well. So you know, again, with the weather, it's hard to tell. Um, yeah. So I would kind of wait to see what's going to be at, at what at what it's really going to be a kickoff before I do anything about that. All right. So each week, Mitch and I make three bets uh, using FanDuel. And uh, other, you know, getting our our lines for the week, and this week, our picks. And I'm, I apologize for my lousy graphics. I got home late today, and this is the best I could come up with. So we'll go one. So Mitch is five and three. I'm three and five. This is a very critical week in our in our matchup. Mitch, let's get, give your first pick and explain why you picked. So my first pick is Nebraska minus 10 and a half. And I know this is going to sound crazy because they have looked terrible these last few weeks, but they are playing Northern Illinois who last week just lost to Southern Illinois, an FCS team. So Nebraska's back at home. They're playing a really bad team. I think this is their 
no, 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 this isn't their first home game. It can't be. Um, but they're playing a really bad team. They have been the joke of college football for the first few weeks of the season. I think they get it together, and I think they beat Northern Illinois. I don't, I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring, but I think they can definitely beat them by more than two scores. Uh, so that's my first pick, uh, Nebraska minus 10.5. All right. Um, I'm going to pick one that was very hot in the news today, and that is Colorado minus 23.5 against Colorado State. This I would have never touched with a 10-foot pole going into this. It's it's the uh, game day uh, site of the week. And I don't know much about Colorado State, and I still really don't know much about Colorado other than they've looked really good the first two weeks. But then Jay Norvell opened his mouth and said that grown – what do you say? Grown men talk with their hats and glasses off? Yeah, grown men take off – grown. I take my hat oh, and sunglasses off when, I, when I'm talking to a grown-up or something. And Dion – clearly heard it because he used it as a uh, pep up talk after his practice. Um, it's fun. I, I, you know what? Like I wanted to rip on Norvell for being dumb, but at least it makes this game super interesting now. Um, and I think Dion is going to, first of all, I thought, I thought Colorado was going to win this game. Now I think Colorado is going to stomp on their in, in state uh, rivals throats and win by a lot. Yeah. And they're already running up the score against pretty much any team. And that offense can score. Uh, I've been to one Colorado state game. They opened against Washington state and they were able to put together some garbage time touchdowns, but that game was a blowout at halftime. So yeah, I think that's going to, I agree with you on that pick. Uh, my next pick, we're going to keep the tradition. I, I initially wasn't going to do it, but I came back to it. Iowa, Western Michigan under 42 and a half. I think this is a week where Brian Ferentz finally meets the 25 point threshold that he needs to meet. Uh, for his contract. Um, but I don't think Western Michigan is very good. Iowa still is a very good defense. Um, but I, th- I think that they win this game like 28 to seven. Like it's not going to be a huge high scoring affair, but I think um, Iowa gets a pretty big win without putting a ton of points on the board. What is it? The trek to 325? Is that what it is? That sounds right. I don't know off the top of my head, but he, he is behind the eight ball at this point because they did not put up a ton of points against Utah State in week one. I don't. Th- I don't think Iowa could ever score a lot of. Points. I mean, he's just... lucky because he's he's lucky because it didn't. They, the contract doesn't stipulate whether they need to be. They just need to be offensive points. It does include special teams and defensive points, which okay. are scoring touchdowns. Which Iowa gets a lot of those too. So it might be his one saving grace. So this next one was one uh, I was. I looked at it and I was like, okay, I'm going to go with it. Virginia Tech plus six and a half against Rutgers. Um, I don't like either of these teams, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I like Rutgers less and mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't pick Virginia to win straight out, but I could see Virginia losing by like three Virginia tech to lose by like three points in this game. I don't think either of these teams are all that great. I think it'll just be, I think it'll be like a special teams fest. This would be Beamer ball at its best if it happened. Um, and, and maybe Rutgers win like 13 to 10. So I'll take, uh, I'll take Virginia tech plus six and a half. I think I remember I was, this game intrigued me as well. Cause I think the under the over under is like 37 and a half, which is crazy low. Like if you want to be a real sicko, bet the under in that, because that is a good chance of hitting. Cause neither of these offenses are good or consistent. Um, I think I heard the stat that like Rutgers is like number one in time of possession, but they're like one Oh fifth in yards per play. So they just hold onto the ball and just do nothing. Um, so that's that. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. Virginia. That's a lot of points to even get, beaten by uh mm-hmm. so i think this game is probably like a field goal game like you said uh, okay so my last pick tennessee minus six and a half uh, tennessee's been you know they're kind of 
working out some kinks in the first two weeks. Uh, now that Hennon Hooker's gone, it's still the same offense. I got Joe Milton, who has the strongest arm in college football. Um, and they're playing Florida, who rough week one against Utah on the road. Come back, beat McNeese State. No big, no big deal. I'm pretty sure this – I think this game is – I'm not sure where this game is, honestly. But I just don't really trust Florida at this point. Um, I think Tennessee will figure something out. And that, that minus six and a half is a really good number just because then you can beat them by a touchdown straight up, and then that gets you the cover. So I'll take Tennessee minus six and a half against Florida. It's, a, it's in the swamp. It is in the swamp. Uh, okay. Well, still, yeah. I, I'm still riding with it. I, I think Tennessee is a significantly better. I mean, there's no way that Graham Mertz is going to go with Joe Milton in a shootout if that's if that ends up happening. And I'm going to stay in the SEC as well and go with South Carolina plus 27 and a half against Georgia. Um, I have Georgia hasn't played anyone yet. They beat Ball State and they beat um, what was it? One of the Tennessees. Tennessee Martin. 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 Mm-hmm. The first week. They haven't played anyone yet. South Carolina, they played UNC and Furman. And I, I, I like Shane Beamer. And I don't think they're good enough to beat Georgia. But for a long time, South Carolina has had a, has had games where they hold them, you know, hold enough to 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 battle Georgia in these games. You know, I don't think they're gonna to, to keep this particularly close, but I could see them losing by like 14 to 17 points. So I'll take South Carolina plus 27 and a half. So this, this one I would pick against you, and I'll, I'll tell you why. So yeah. I'm not sure if you heard this, but this week, a player of South Carolina by the name of Tonka Hemingway, which all-time name team there, uh, he was asked about the loudest environments in the SEC. And I think I know he said Tennessee, and I think he said Florida. He didn't say Georgia. That mm-hmm. if, you give, if you give Kirby Smart an inch of bulletin board material, he will take a mile. So... And I think I, I I know I know I hear I hear you about George hasn't played anybody. I think they've been holding it in. I think they haven't been doing anything crazy because they knew they could win those games without having to reach into the playbook. And I think they're going to unleash hell in South Carolina. Spencer Rattler is a fun player, but that offensive line is terrible. Honestly, I would be shocked if he finishes the game because they're going to take him out just to protect him. Because I think George is just going to beat the crap out of him. Um, so I I'm, I'm not aligned with you on this one, but. Yeah, that's my right. that's my well, two cents on that pick. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, and, and in Georgia news, uh, Stenson, ben, uh, Stenson Bennett seems like he's uh, already been suspended by uh, the Rams, so that's something. Well, uh, it was yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I was trying to look into that, and I, I couldn't really find anything. So I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, all the comments were like, "Yep, he's finally getting his uh, Stetson Bennett Kia dealership started." Yep. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but we'll be back on Monday. I will go live. I'm going to be at the game on Saturday unless they move the game to a time. I can't go like Sunday. I have my son's birthday party. I don't think it will be. I think the game will go off without a hitch. I'll be back on Saturday to go do a quick uh, game recap on Monday. Mitch and I will have a full game recap uh, as we get ready for the Louisville game and everything in between next week. Mitch, where can people find your work? You can find me at Mitchell T. Wolf to be O-L-F-E on Twitter. Uh, and again, just uh, check out my work on Eagle Insider. Uh, my premium preview is up on this, was up on the site yesterday. My regular preview will be up on the site on Friday when most of you are listening to this. All right. Thank you so much, Mitch. And we will be back later. Make sure to check us out and hit that subscribe button. We can't wait to see you all soon to talk about the Florida State game. Take care, everyone. You are locked up. Oops. <laughs>